Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports where we are a guy and a girl who just really love to talk all things sports. So even in times like right now where there are no live sports, we're still going to be talking about it. So if you love sports too, make sure you're tuning in every Monday and every Thursday for a new episode of A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports. Yeah, and thank you guys so much for choosing A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports. We know that there's so many amazing sports podcasts out there to listen to, so we just really, really appreciate you guys choosing us. And if you don't mind, leave a review, rate us, and if you also want to, just kind of share it on your social media, tag us, and we'll repost it. But also, our social media is GG Talk Sports, so go connect with us so uh, we can say what's up to you guys. But let's get into episode 31. Alright, so I know sports aren't going on currently, but with that being said, there are still sports going on currently. Things. Things associated (laughs) with sports. Not live sports, but sports... Are still operating in a way. So we're going to jump into a couple of highlights that are going on in the sports world right now. So the first one is my dude, Christian McCaffrey, got paid. He got a four-year extension for $16 million per year, making him the highest paid running back ever. Do you agree or disagree? Because I've heard kind of mixed emotions and feelings about this contract. Yeah, I think I, I agree in the fact that his contribution to the team is 100% worthy of being paid as one of the highest paid players on that team because that offense doesn't exist without him right now. So I do agree in the sense that it makes sense because of his contribution. Do I think that people are also upset because they just don't think running back should be paid that much in general? Yeah, I think people are feeling that way. But I think that we need to stop looking so much as like, what pay should be by position and more so how much should a player be paid based on what they contribute to their team. And if we look at it that way, then I think it's 100% accurate because he's that entire offense, basically. Yeah, I completely agree. Christian McCaffrey is, one, an incredible football player, arguably the best running back, eh, maybe not the best running back, but the best multi-purpose running back in the league in a very long time. Two, He's a stand-up guy. You never hear anything wrong. You never hear him say anything bad. He always does the right thing. Yeah, I agree. And three, he's kind of the Carolina Panthers now. I mean, no offense to Teddy Two Gloves. They paid him, but... He's got to still prove himself. Facts. I think Christian McCaffrey already has proved himself. So if they can And you got Superman gone now, so you got to give it to somebody. So if they can pay him, why wouldn't they? I mean, I don't know. But I get it from both perspectives, but... I still think he deserves it. Oh, 100%. All right, jumping into the next highlight. This is, this makes me so happy inside. So we have history being made. We have our first female head coach ever to be in men's collegiate basketball. Tamara Moore, she now is a coach, the head coach. I'm also going to maybe mispronounce this community college, but it's Misabi Range Community College. It's a JUCO. With that being said, who gives a shit if it's a JUCO or a D1? She is now the first female head coach ever. Ever in men's collegiate basketball. Yeah, which is so wild to me. I mean, it's definitely a step in the right direction. I get that there hasn't been one up until this point, but I don't see why there can't be more. I mean, there are plenty of women who are just as smartly minded in the basketball realm as other men. So if it's just a super smart basketball individual and they're a great coach, then they should be able to coach any team. So I'm excited for her. And also, I just think that now it opens up so many opportunities for other coaches to to kind of step in in other positions. Um, And it widens the range of possible coaches for schools too, because they can hopefully start considering females too. Yeah, I agree. So hats off to you. A round of applause, whatever it is. Congratulations for kind of paving the way for 
women in men's collegiate basketball and just women being able to coach in men's sports as well because I think that's a huge problem that that we have because I think it doesn't matter about your sex it matters about your intellect for that sport yeah and people need to realize that but all right next highlight Staying within the the women's realm of sports, we have the WNBA draft. We said it on the last podcast episode, but we want to say it again because it is happening on April 17th, and it's going to be held at 7 p.m. EST. Yeah. Number one pick. It's kind of obvious. Pretty easy. It's a given that it's going to be Sabrina, um, but it'll still be fun to watch to see where some other top players end up. And then hopefully, like we said, that the WNBA can get up and running at some point in the near future so they can start actually playing, but... It'll just be exciting. Once again, like, a draft is always such high energy. I know it's going to be a different format, but still, it's something sports-related, so tune in. Oh, yeah. Regardless of if you're at your house or if you're in the Big Apple walking, you know, kind of on the big stage, it's still a a monumental moment for that person. life-changing. Life-changing for them and their family. So congratulations and best of luck to every single woman that's going to be participating in the WNBA draft. And then two days after that, on April 19th, at 9 p.m. EST, we have, I wrote down the Jordan docuseries, but it's actually the Chicago Bulls docuseries, Um, but you guys can kind of tell who I'm most excited to watch, but I will say this, I'm very excited to see Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, Phil Jackson, and MJ, and kind of see all the behind the scenes, because Dennis Rodman is uh, crazy. (laughs) Also, I think it's going to be so good to see that it wasn't all like unicorns and rainbows all the time. It wasn't just championships. It wasn't just like all positive. I think there's probably so much more like not negative, but like drama and intensity. Obviously, that was behind the scenes. So it's just going to be interesting to see that like veil pull back a little bit. Unicorns and rainbows is a new one, by the way. What's the normal phrase? (laughs) Is it? uh, What is it? I thought that was it. Rainbows and butterflies? That could work. <laughs> I don't know, but either one. Whichever one it is. Maybe you I'm know wrong. What I meant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did. All right. And then we're going to lead into the final highlight. And this is just, we just wanted to say this because this is going to kind of lead us into the topic of today. And the topic of today is all about every single person. We're not going to go down the list of every single person, but just kind of listing off a couple of people, organizations, groups nonprofits that are just really doing their part and maybe going the extra mile in terms of handling this kind of crazy pandemic of COVID-19. Yep. All right. So before we end the highlights, we just wanted to say our thoughts, prayers, condolences, everything and anything that is possible goes out to anybody that has been affected by this, whether you've lost a loved one, lost a family member, a friend, or not even lost. Maybe they're just sick right now. So we just, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to all those families and people. Yeah, I agree. All right, before we jump into our topic of today, we got to get into the segment, the GG yeah. of the episode, because we're back at it now. There's been a lot of dumbasses. Yeah. We'll leave it at <laughs> that for, for, for now. Yeah. So, the first group of uh, people that are kind of not doing this the right way or handling the pandemic the right way has to be Dak Prescott, which I'm a big fan. Let me say this before yeah. I actually call him out. I'm a big fan of him, big fan of him ever since Mississippi State. Yeah, for sure. Um, and how he's handled everything. And Zeke, which I've been a fan of him on the field, not necessarily off the field. Um, Anyways, long story short, there have been a lot of reportings. They had a gathering at, I think it was Dak's house. Yeah, I think that's what it said. People are saying there was like 30 people there. I wasn't there, so I have no idea. Dak's saying there was nine. The rule is that you cannot have more than 10 people at a gathering Mm -hmm. during this pandemic. I don't really care if you can't really exceed 10 people, but the fact of the matter is Dak said nine. 
So, like, he knows that the limit's 10, and mm-hmm. he just, you know, said 9. So I don't think I believe him. No, I don't think that I believe him either. And honestly, my entire opinion on this rule and on this situation is that Fine, the limit is 10, but don't even have gatherings if you don't need to have them. Like, it is just in place for if there's a necessity, it can't be more than 10 people. Otherwise, just don't have a gathering at your house. Because, once again, you don't know where all even 9 of those people have been if it's 9, which, no. But, if it's even if it is 9, you don't know where all those 9 people have been. And then, you don't know where those 9 people are going to go after that. So, that's the whole point of this, is how it spreads. So just don't have a gathering to begin with. That's why I think it's such a GG of the episode is because whether it was 9 or 30, like, why is it necessary right now? Just yeah. stay at home by yourself like everybody else is. Yeah, I agree. And I know we've seen videos and, and people are doing gatherings and, and kind of going against the rules. But the reason why these two get the L is because they are role models of yeah, our society. Exactly. People look up to them. People value how they handle situations and then handle situations the way that they handle it. So... Mm-hmm. You gotta lead by example. Permission, in a way. I'm just gonna talk about this for two seconds because I hate this. It makes me so mad inside. But this is the biggest GG maybe we've ever had. Mm-hmm. This goes out to Kyle Larson for using a racial slur in his eye racing virtual kind of. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it's a virtual racing simulation for them to practice while this whole pandemic's going on. Long story short, he was he was driving and he said, "Can you hear me?" Drop the end bomb. Totally inappropriate. One, and this is my thing. Why? Yeah, like, why would you ever use that word? I don't. Period. If anybody's listening or not listening, facts. Like, what the hell? I just don't get it. Like, what makes you think that's a good word to just throw around? I don't know. I don't understand the use of it to begin with. But then it doesn't matter if people can hear you or they can't hear you. It doesn't matter if it's public or not public. It's just the moral of the story is just don't use the word. And then you don't get yourself in these situations either. Not to mention you're not disrespecting people. So just don't freaking use it. And so guys, yeah, and guys, it's 2020. Yeah. Like, it's 2020. Let's let's think about that. It is 2020. We need to just cut this shit out. Like, it's getting a little ridiculous at just how people are handling situations and the word choices that they have for situations. So, yeah. hands down, big fat L to you, Kyle Larson, for using that. I know he put out an apology video. Doesn't really change the fact that you dropped that. Yeah. Um. All right, so that was the GG two of this. GGs. Two GGs. Because they weren't very comical either. Like, normally we turn a GG into being comical, but right now people are making some GGs that just need to be They need to be talked about. General. Yeah, facts. So we hope that you guys enjoyed the GG segment. I know it was maybe a little uh, tougher than yeah. most segments <laughs> that we have, but we just wanted to get those two things out there because they needed to be said. All right, so that kind of leads us into our topic of today, and that is just talking about all of the sports people the sports community, um, organizations, literally anybody and everybody associated with sports. Not anybody, everybody, because we're not going to list everybody. But that would be a, a very long list. Highlights of people or organizations who honestly are just finding ways to positively impact people being affected by this situation, which is really a good light in the darkness, I would say, because there's a lot of darkness happening, but there's also a ton of people doing a lot of really good things. So we just wanted to cover off on some of the ways that the people in the sports world are doing good um, and just kind of spin it a little bit to make it a bit positive and to just kind of say that humanity is doing good and this can be an opportunity for humanity to learn some lessons going forward on how to just help each other 
no matter what. Yeah, and also if you are listening and you have no idea how to, you know, contribute or help or, or support anybody that's being affected by this, maybe you can use some of these points and tips and websites to uh, do some good yeah. if you want. All right, so the first one, we're going to talk about Fanatics for a second because one, Fanatics has done a fantastic job before the pandemic, but how they've handled the pandemic and this crisis and created this all-in challenge. So if you want, look up the all-in challenge. Essentially, what they're doing is they're providing... It's a hashtag, too. It's a hashtag. Thank you. Yeah. Um, So essentially, they're just providing food to those in need, kids, elderly, frontline heroes, whoever is just needing help. And the way that they are doing this is essentially by just kind of auctioning off really, really freaking cool things. Uh, yeah, some insane things. Like, the packages that you can bid on and can win are pretty insane. Yeah, so I'm just going to literally say the first four that are on this website. So you have a Ultimate Sports Fan Experience, which is actually handled by the Fanatic CEO. And then you have a walk-on role in a Scorsese film with DiCaprio and De Niro, Tampa Bay Buccaneers home opener, um, by, invited by Tom Brady, Bieber sings One Less Lonely Girl at Your House. I know Steph would lose her mind. I would not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're not, you're not Bieber fever anymore. I'm not a Bieber. Um, but long story short, guys, all in challenge. Check it out. They've almost raised, I think it's like $4.5 million. I know. And I feel like this just started not too long ago. And I've already seen quite a few sports figures throwing some like things into the auction so i saw that um eli manning was throwing in his i think it was 2015 a super bowl mvp i believe it was a corvette i'm not i'm not a big car person but whatever that car was he's giving it away also he's driving it and hand delivering it to whoever wins taking them to lunch and teaching them to drive the car i also saw that peyton manning so both manning bros jumping in is going to play a round of golf with somebody like can you imagine playing a round of golf with you with the peyton manning like that would be insane i'd laugh i'd be like just cracking up the whole time because he's freaking hilarious another super cool one which we're also going to talk about this guy in general later on but mark cuban is offering up a role or position on the starting roster for one of their, um, I guess it's preseason game, but still, like somebody can play. Yeah, it's on a one-day contract. Yeah, on the Dallas Mavericks, which is insane too. So, so many cool things that they're auctioning off. Obviously, for a really good cause to help a ton of people, because a ton of people are in tough positions, lost jobs, can't buy food. Like, it's tough. So it's. A really uh, I mean, good even thing. worse than that, some are in hospitals. So yeah, yeah, it's a tough time. But I want you to stay with Mark Cuban, if you don't mind. Because besides the fact that he did offer a one-day contract on this whole all-in challenge, so once again, shout-out to Fanatics for getting this whole thing started. Shout-out to everybody that's been a part of this and kind of just throwing their name out there to yeah. help. But let's jump into Mark Cuban because he's been a huge, huge, massive influence on yeah. handling everything in the sports world, trying to get everything kind of set up and reorganized and then you know running again so what's he been up to so i think that mark cuban has been doing everything right from the very first day because he was the first one to basically say um when it got announced that the nba was going to go on hiatus like he's got to find a way to be able to pay all the employees within his arena within his organization um so he started that trend kind of from the beginning which was really just looking out for everybody who worked for him and he's continuing to do that even as this hiatus has gone on even longer. Um, so he's going to continue to play to pay all of the employees of the Dallas Mavericks who can't work, like the people who are hourly employees who work the games. He's still paying them. Um, he's also implementing a reimbursement policy for any of his employees who eat local. So they can go out to eat, obviously not go to the restaurant, but go pick up 
food from a restaurant and he also partnered with um, DoorDash to be able to deliver the food and if these employees eat local then he will reimburse them for what they spent as his way to kind of also support their local um, community and then support their local economy too to make sure that local businesses are not just shutting down. So he's done a really good job of not only helping people within his organization, but then also finding ways to help his entire community too, which I just think is the right way for somebody with that much money to use their money and have a positive influence. Yeah, I, I it's incredible what Mark Cuban's done. I We've been big Mark Cuban yeah, fans from day one. Um, and so just shout out to him, man. Props to you for doing the right thing and not looking at your bank account, looking at the people being affected because mm-hmm. that, that's a lot of people do that. And it's nice to see somebody not do that. I know he probably has so many zeros in his bank account. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But with that being so, said, it's a lot coming out, too. So exactly. And also, I do want to say Mark Cuban is potentially going to be working with the U.S. government and Trump and kind of handling getting all these sporting events set back up and running. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool to see his involvement and his influence. Um, and I trust him in the process of doing the right thing to get sports up and running again, yeah. too. So I'm glad he'll be a part of the conversation, at least. Not ultra-aggressive and almost putting us at risk to yeah, get exactly. sick again. Um, all right. So we're going to stay in the NBA realm real quick because I want to shout out arguably your favorite athlete, maybe your favorite player in the NBA, and that is the man himself, Russell Westbrook. Hashtag why not. He donated 650 laptops to underprivileged kids in the Houston area that essentially can't go to school. Yeah, exactly, because now that public schools are closed down, obviously all of the learning is having to happen, yes, by your parents, but a majority of it is through uh, electronics and over the internet, and you have to have a way to be able to access all of that. And for families who don't have the money to have a home computer, it makes it really hard for them to be able to do that, especially like libraries aren't open. They can't go anywhere else to find that information or to connect to the internet in that way. So I think it's super cool and a really good way for him to give back, like you said, to the the communities that are a little bit underprivileged. And also, I just think it's awesome in general. Like that's a smart way to do it because yes, food is super important, obviously, that's like your livelihood but at the same time these kids can't miss out on their education either so it's also gonna last for a long time they'll have that computer even after this is all over too yeah so i just think it really makes me think of malala which won the nobel peace prize uh, a few years ago and it was during the whole time in pakistan when it was really really rough and and there was a lot of conflict and tension and she actually got shot in the head survived and her whole entire thing was based on education is the pillar of our society education is what can make us go to the next level Mm -hmm. um and and so i really really appreciate westbrook for kind of taking that into consideration i'm sure that wasn't the reason why he did that but it's really cool to see him being able to help a lot of these kids who are underprivileged stuck at home and not really being able to get educated and also it gives them something to do because they now have a laptop to actually do their work i agree so super cool like we both said i think it's a really unique way to give back and i think it's a really smart way to especially long term so Nicely done, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, so let's jump into the tennis world because I want to talk about Roger Federer because him and his wife donated a million dollars to the people in need in mm-hmm. Switzerland. Yeah. And just so you guys know, we're not covering everybody in the U.S. We wanted to cover the whole world because there's so many fantastic people in the sports world that are doing great things for their countries. So yeah. shout out to Roger Federer and his family for you know helping Switzerland in a time of need. Yeah. All right, jumping now into the NHL. Connor McDavid, who plays for the Edmonton Oilers, and his trainer, Gary Roberts, have been creating 15-minute workouts for anyone who wants to watch. So you just go check out his Instagram, 
Connor McDavid, and he's been putting up, I think he's like three or four, maybe five videos deep in about 15-minute workouts, and they're really easy. I watched a couple of them, and anybody can do them. So if yeah. you guys are looking for workouts or trying to just stay healthy and fit in your house, I know it's kind of challenging for everybody, you know, hit them up, and uh, you can check out a 15-minute workout. Yeah, I think this is also just proof that everybody can give back in some way. You don't have to give back in a monetary version. Um, everybody has something to contribute, especially during a time like this. So this is a cool way for him to be able to give back to people who either don't have a gym membership or don't want to pay for online classes. Like they can just go get professionally trained for free, which I think is a really cool thing. I also just think that physical fitness is such a good way to deal with um, like stress and the mental exhaustion that comes with this whole situation. So I think it's important to get people moving. So I appreciate that for sure. Yeah. And I, there's a lot of other people, you know, athletic yeah. trainers and all that stuff that are putting out videos. We just wanted to touch on somebody who was actually playing in the sports world that uh, was doing something cool. So with that being said, we're now going to jump into, you know, I'll say this. I think Russell Wilson and Sierra might arguably go down as one of the most influential couples of our time. Of our generation. Yeah. They're like the most low-key influential. Like, they, yeah. they, they don't make a big fuss out of all the really awesome, good things they do in the world, um, but they do them constantly. So, yeah. I think they just do it in a right way. So, I agree. I think they're extremely influential, and they don't brag about it either. No, like, they don't do it for the press. They're not posting for, about it yeah. or anything. They don't, they don't do it for the press. They don't do it for the Instagram followers. They do it because... They know it's the right thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. So, I'm just going to kind of read this because it was a chain of events that they kind of started. So, Russell Wilson and Sierra donated a million meals to the people in need in the Washington area. And then the next day, former NBA guard Jamal Crawford actually gifted 125,000 meals to the Food Lifeline. And then, former Washington safety Taylor Rapp, who's now with the Rams, followed with a $6,250 donation to the cause. And then, another day later, former Seahawks linebacker Lufa Tatupu donated $5,100 because his jersey number was 51. Oh, nice. Which amounted to 20,500 meals. Yeah, so shout insane. out to all you guys. And also shout out to Russell Wilson and Sierra for kind of, you know, starting the trend. Yeah, and I think these are all just like creating good points because another point about this is like you don't know how much, even if you make a small contribution, how much like of a chain effect that can have. Um, so it's just good to be able to help a little bit and then once people see you helping then they'll help and then it can all compound so much quicker and create such a bigger impact than you could even think all right so that's going to jump us into the mlb because i know that we gave the mlb a gg a little bit ago and we've kind of been riding the mlb really really hard over the past few weeks i feel like just because of maybe some of the statements that we've seen but we got to talk about this because this is incredible and shout out to the mlb for making this happen and being willing to make this happen. Yeah. So 27 of the league's 30 teams. So I guess the other three teams in that in the league, they can get a GG at some point in time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Are taking part in a nationwide study. So it's going to involve up to almost 10,000 people who will be given the test to detect if COVID-19 antibodies were in their system. And what that is essentially doing is it'll show us if their immune system responded to the coronavirus or... If it didn't. So you could still have the coronavirus and not know that you had it, essentially. So what this test is going to be able to do is show if they're now immune to the disease. And then it will also help provide important information and data really, really prevalent to COVID-19 infection rate and just the general population. And so I'm sure a lot of people are saying, well, hey, the MLB is a bunch of athletes. Well, guys, the best part about this is baseball not only offered geographic spread, but they offered a wide variety of subjects as well. So what they're going to be testing 
is older executives in the higher risk category to 20-something-year-old ballplayers. And they also put a little asterisk in there saying that most of the thousands of the MLB employees in the study are not pro athletes, which is really, really important to talk about because there's a lot more normal people than pro athletes. Yeah. So, you know, just hats off to the MLB. I think that's just, it's really, really, like you said, not everybody has to give money or Mm -hmm. has to do workout classes or whatever it is. It's a really, really unique way to also help us. So really, really cool. Yeah, I think that's smart. I think it's a good way to be able to give back and then also be thinking like long term, how can we make sure this doesn't happen again? And they're providing the science and the insight to make sure that we can have some sort of vaccine or cure or whatever it might be so that we all don't experience this again. So it's a good way to give back, especially for the long term. Yeah, so great job, MLB. We are sorry for roasting you a few weeks ago, but you're doing the greatest thing right now. So thank you for... Turning uh, it around. Exactly. So... Oh, another clap. Another wow. clap. Two claps in one episode. So I want to talk about athletic trainers just for two seconds. I'm not really exactly sure what it all entails, but I just want to shout them out because a lot of times the athletic trainers don't really get talked about, and I just want to talk about the ones that are doing this. So apparently there are some athletic trainers in some communities that are actually getting retrained and redeployed to help fight this pandemic. I'm not exactly sure you know, what the retraining means, but just the fact that they're getting out there and they're trying to help and do the right thing. And they're also getting trained how to help and do the right thing is really cool. So hats off to all the athletic trainers that are out there, you know, doing that thing for us. So the final thing that we want to talk about, I was just scrolling around the web and I was just trying to find some really great stories of people doing some really great things in their own communities. And I want to talk about people who aren't famous and don't have a ton of money. There we go. This is a good example of that, that we don't have to have billions of dollars. We don't have to be famous to be able to make a substantial impact on people's lives during this time. That's a great caveat to include. So thank you for adding. So this actually takes place in Elmwood Park, Illinois, and they are called the Buddies Helpers. So essentially, we're just going to kind of talk about one group, but it was mostly some seniors from Maine South High School. I think it was around 25, you know, groups of high school student athletes. They were all going around delivering bicycles and scooters to kids that were deserving in the area of Chicago. Yeah, that's so cool. Like, once again, such an easy way for people to be able to just bring a smile to somebody's face, um, to be able to just like lighten up somebody's day. I just think, once again, we don't have to have a million dollars to be able to provide for a ton of people, but we can all make impacts on people's lives in the realm that we have possible for us. So that's just a really cool way, and hats off to them for just going out of their way to make some people happy and give back in some form or fashion. Yeah, I agree. So if you guys want to check out that story, go to WGN9.com and uh, you can check that out more. But it, it was really cool. It's something special. And like Steph said, it's just amazing to see somebody using the gifts that they have and the abilities that they have to be able to help during this time, whether it's small or large. So hats off to everybody in this segment because you guys are doing the right thing and really trying to help fight this pandemic. But also, we need to include this. Shout out to all the frontline workers. Oh, for sure. Shout out to all the nurses, all the healthcare workers. Yeah. Uh, Grocery store employees who are still working in our grocery stores. One that I was thinking about and have seen a lot about is like janitors at hospitals. Like they're still having to work in these crazy conditions. Um, Truck drivers who are still making sure that our grocery stores can be stocked. There's so many important people who are still working out there for us. And we just want to say thank you to them, obviously, because they're the ones who are truly making the difference. Yeah. So thank you to everybody that is doing everything that you can to ensure that this pandemic gets done as soon as possible because one, 
we would like to go back outside and go for runs and walks and hikes. Mm -hmm. Two, we would like for our friends and family and everybody else's friends and family to stop getting sick. And three, we would really appreciate some sports to be back on. I know. So, once again, we don't have any live sports, so we just definitely wanted to send a little bit of focus to the people who are making a big difference or a small difference, but a difference nonetheless. But we want to hear your favorite stories that you've heard um, through this whole thing, the stories that really show the humanity and people doing the right things. So make sure you're following us on GG Talk Sports and send us your favorite stories, and we can share those as well with everybody because we know there's a lot of people doing a lot of good, but we just wanted to highlight a little bit of some of the ones that we saw and then just bring a little bit of positivity during this time also. <laughs> Long story short. Exactly. But with that being said, we will be back to talking more sports with the next episode because the NFL draft is coming up and we got to yeah. give you guys a rundown of who we think is a sleeper, maybe a diamond in the in the diamond in the mix. Oh, see, you got that. I right got that wrong. one wrong. But also, like, <laughs> stuff is still changing up until the week before. Like, we've seen some big shifts. So there's to a, a lot slipping, to, maybe? There's a lot to cover, so we will be back to that on Monday. So make sure you're staying tuned. Make sure you're subscribed so you get notified when it gets posted. Um, like we've always said, follow us on GG Talk Sports on Instagram because you'll get notified there, too. And then if you want to share with somebody else who loves sports, that would be awesome. But regardless, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you on Monday. Stay safe and healthy, everyone.